The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. All market ETFs are designed to provide broadly diversified stock market exposure in one package. In fast food terms, it's like a combo meal. Thankfully, all market ETFs are a lot leaner on your waistline. Today's ETF battles an audience requested triple header between all market ETFs from Vanguard and Fidelity. Find out which ETF wins the battle. Stick around. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. Keep your ETF battle requests coming. Hit us up with your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed, at ETF Guide. Do not forget to punch the subscribe button along with the like button if you've been enjoying our original programs. Be sure to check out the description section below with links to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. Plus, join the waiting list for our new margin of safety investing tool. Again, hit the description section below. Now, in case you missed it, our original programs like ETF Battles and others are now available at Amazon Fire TV and Roku. So watch us there, watch us here, watch us everywhere. That sounds like something Dr. Seuss might say. Today's ETF contest was suggested by a viewer named Josh, and he wants to know well, what's the best ETF strategy for an all-market exposure to stocks? We've got one Q from Fidelity going up against ticker symbol VT and VTI from Vanguard. So judging today's triple header, we've got David Krinsis with ETF Portfolio Management and David Durking with TheStreet.com. Judges, thank you for joining us. Good to see you. Hey, Ron. Thanks for having us. Ronnie D. Hey, David. It's battle time. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure strategy, performance, and then the mystery category we're going to blaze through each of these one at a time, and the composite results will be reported later on in the show via our final scorecard. Our judges can opt for split decisions. They can nominate wildcard ETFs if they feel there's better choices elsewhere. And none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of our judges. So let's start with the first category, which is cost. And David Durking, please give us your analysis. Well, I think we can throw one Q out right off the bat. It has an expense ratio of 21 basis points, and that's just not going to cut it when you're going up against Vanguard. So it's down to VT and VTI. Uh, VTI, the U.S. total market ETF, is at three basis points. VT is at seven. If we look at it strictly on expense ratio, uh, VTI would be the obvious choice. I'm going to go with VT on this one based on what you're actually getting for that cost because VT has... 
U.S. market exposure, developed markets, emerging markets, large caps, small caps. You're really getting a true uh, all-world, all-cap portfolio. And to get that for just seven basis points, I think that's just an outstanding deal for investors. So I'm going to go with VT on the uh, cost battle on this one. That's a solid start. Thank you, David. Dave Krentz, you're up next. How do you see it in terms of cost? In this scintillating triple header, we have VTI versus VT and 1Q. This is another passive core U.S. equity fund aggressive growth battle. And when it comes to these ultra low cost funds, the expense ratios are all under 25 basis points. However, 1Q gives you roughly double the technology exposure, which we do strongly favor long term. So on a long-term, opportunity-adjusted basis, I give the win to 1Q for the extra technology. Next up is exposure strategy, and Dave Krinces, you're still up, so give us your take. Well, for exposure, VTI gets you the total U.S. market with 26% in tech. VT gives you global exposure with just 20% tech. And 1Q tracks the NASDAQ composite with 44% in technology. So 1Q has double the tech exposure in global equities, and it's close to the NASDAQ 100, which has 50% in tech. And while I love tech long-term and have repeatedly called the NASDAQ 100 the next generation S&P, growth and technology are not the best place to be in a bear market. Also, the recent boom in interest rates and commodities is challenging for stocks. And the unprecedented risk from Federal Reserve quantitative tightening leaves us very cautious on equities. Remember, don't fight the Fed. So I call the exposure category a split decision in favor of bear market wildcards, cash, and energy. Principal protection is critical in a bear market, and cash and energy have been among the few places to ride out the storm. Cash and energy. Cash? Did you say cash? Cash and energy. It's the new Tina trade. We've been talking about it on ETF battles for months. And it's really, it's a shocker that cash is a attractive alternative for aggressive growth, but keeping your money in a bear market is a win. So this is one of the few times on this program we've seen a completely different asset class chosen as a wild card. So thank you very much, David. Dave Princess for that analysis. Next up is our other David. This is David with thestreet.com. Give us your analysis on exposure strategy between these three funds. Yeah, I'm not going to throw out cash or energy. I'm, I'll just stick with the three funds at hand here. Um, as far as how these funds are built, uh, they're weighted the same. They're all market cap weighted, so they all tilt towards large caps. Each one of them has about 85 plus percent of the portfolio in large caps. So there's really not much difference on those fronts. It really depends on where these portfolios are invested in. Uh, again, as Dave mentioned, VTI is a total U.S. market. VT is a total world market. Again, just like I mentioned in the cost section, I'm going to go with VT here. I really like the global exposure, and I think that's going to be something that's going to be more important over the next decade or so, even though uh, a lot of it has has been almost dead money in some places. Uh, 1Q is great for tech exposure. I would throw out the wildcard QQQM, which is the NASDAQ 100 ETF. It's essentially the cheaper version of QQQ. So if you want tech exposure, I'd probably lean towards that one. But within this battle, I'm going to go with VT again. Thank you very much, uh, David. Next up is the performance category. So break it down for us, David. Uh, which of these three ETFs stands out? 
Well, it's kind of unfair to go back in time and, and look how a tech fund performed against a, a global equity fund. It's it's just not even going to be a comparison. One Q over the past decade has earned about 16%. VTI has been about 13%. And VT has been 9%. Obviously, the uh, developed and emerging market exposure there has really hurt over the past decade. Uh, in the past year or so, obviously, VTI has, has done better as tech has underperformed. But I think if you're just going back on a purely historical basis, looking at performance, you have to give the nod to one Q on this one. Dave Krinsis, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to performance between these three ETFs? So performance is what investors care about the most. And extra tech helped over the long term. This data chart shows that over the past decade, QQQ returned 385% versus 328% for 1Q. So the NASDAQ 100 outperformed the NASDAQ composite by almost 60% in total return. And over the short term, the one-year return was negative 19% for both. At ETFPM, we avoided sharp losses when stocks crashed by overweighting cash and small exposure to energy. In the worst of the volatility, we even shifted to 100% cash temporarily. Energy was horrible this past decade, and since early last year, it turned hot. This graph shows over just the past 12 months, XLE and FCG are up 77% and 102% respectively, while the two times levered energy fund, symbol ERX, delivered 174%. At ETFPM, we've been cautiously trading all three of these energy securities. So for performance, I call it another win for large cap energy wildcard XLE. And in its absence, I call it a split decision. Now we shift to the mystery battle category where our judges can give us that single factor or multiple factors that uh, that they feel are crucial to today's matchup. So Dave Krinsis, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Surprise us. Ron, you know I love consistency, so my mystery category is still position size. It's just so flippant important. Position size can vary widely by investor experience, strategy, and risk tolerance, so it is subjective. Overall, VTI, VT, and 1Q are all core ETFs, and we could allocate up to 100% in any of them, although I would take QQQ if I wanted extra technology. And as for wildcard XLE and energy in general, we often cap that exposure at 30 to 60%. However, in this risky, adverse environment for growth, those allocations would all be much smaller and could be zero at times. So for position weighting, I call it another Ronnie D favorite, a three-way split decision. Split decisions are not my favorite, by the way. All right? Don't put words in my mouth. I just call it like I see it. David Durking, you're up next in terms of your mystery battle category. What is it and who wins it? Yeah, I kind of put the general category of timeliness on this mystery category. And by that, I mean, investors should really look at the international allocation to their portfolios. Because over the past 10, 15 years, obviously, U.S. stocks have outperformed international stocks by a wide margin. I think there was even like an eight-year period in which emerging markets returned nothing. They were just completely dead money. So I think a lot of investors are probably still overweight U.S. large caps in their portfolios. If you look historically over the last 50 or 60 years or so, 
U.S. and international stocks have kind of traded leadership. Uh, U.S. stocks would outperform for, say, eight years or so, and then international stocks would come back and outperform for six, eight years or so. And it's sort of had that rough trend for the last half century. And if you look at the market now, uh, U.S. stocks have been leading for, I think it's about 10 or 15 years now. So the fact that U.S. Uh, stocks have outperformed this much for this long is really a historical outlier. And I think it's inevitable we're going to get back to the point sometime soon where international stocks and emerging markets start start outperforming again. And I think the valuation on international stocks is really compelling as well. The, uh, the S&P 500 is still trading about 20 times earnings. Emerging markets and developed markets are I think mostly between like 10 and 13 times earnings. And if you get down into emerging markets, dividend payers, the PE ratios are in the single digits. So at some point, I think there's you really can't ignore the value that still exists in emerging uh, in emerging markets or international stocks. And just looking at the historical cycle of this, it seems like international stocks are poised to finally take the lead again, probably sometime over the next decade. You know, nobody has a crystal ball to know exactly when that will start. But that's all really just kind of a fancy way of saying that investors should pay attention to their international exposures here. A VT is the only one that has inter a significant international allocation among these three. So again, I'm going to go with VT on the category of timeliness and market cycles. We've arrived at the part of the program where our judges can give us their overall battle winner. So how is this going to shake down? David Durking, give us your overall battle winner. Yeah, VT is my winner in this category. I think it just has the better overall package here. Uh, I think there's certainly nothing wrong with going with VTI if you want to just stick with pure U.S. market exposure, I think, at three basis points. That's probably the best way to go since you include a little small and mid-cap exposure in there as well. Uh, but VT giving you basically the entire world all of companies of all sizes for seven basis points, I just think there are few deals that are as attractive as that in ETF marketplace. So VT is my winner. Dave Krinces, your final chance to weigh in with your overall winner. Give it to us. Well, to recap this aggressive growth, passive core equity showdown, Growth is not your friend in a bear market. Passive index investing has proven to be far higher risk than many investors thought. At the market low this past June, the unlevered balanced investable benchmark was down roughly 24% in less than six months. At ETFPM, we believe the decline in stocks and bonds together this year highlights extra risk in passive indexing that investors may be missing. Over the near term, we believe the strength in commodities may continue to favor cash, energy, and active investment strategies, which can adjust to fast-changing market conditions and protect principal in a crash. So for aggressive growth exposure in this bear market, I give the battle win to large-cap energy wildcard XLE, and in its absence, I call it a split decision. Well, our judges have spoken, and according to my battle scorecard, this is a split decision between ticker symbol VT and XLE, which tracks energy, and each of our judges making some persuasive arguments, Dave Krinsis liking energy and cash in a difficult market climate that we're in right now, where growth investing, high-tech investing, that hasn't really been working, has it? And so uh, go with areas that are working. 
Um, VT David Durkin liked for its super low cost, you're getting a lot in that package. You get an exposure to the total U.S. stock market. And as he described and mentioned, that doesn't that doesn't just include U.S. stocks, but also you're getting some exposure to international as well as emerging market stocks. And um, he also mentioned that from a valuation perspective, there's more attractive values overseas than there are here in the U.S. The other thing to keep in mind is that U.S. stocks, as pointed out, have outperformed their international and emerging market counterparts over the past 10, 15 years. Could we be entering an era of a reversion to the mean where U.S. stocks begin to underperform and then international emerging market stocks begin to outperform? That has traditionally happened. It hasn't just been always U.S. stocks up, up, up and winning at all times. So keep an eye out for that trend change. Uh, although it's still early in the game, that is something that uh, we could see uh, happen from this point forward. And certainly that would favor ticker symbol VT over the others in this battle, which have no exposure to international emerging market stocks. And of course, VT, if you're looking for a core all equity position to stocks, I mean, you can't go wrong with that particular ETF. Overall, great job by our judges and uh, breaking it down for us. Well done. Thank you for your keen observations. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, David. Great battle. Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got research links to our judges. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. You'll also see viewer resources. We've got online classes and financial tools. So which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Post your ticker symbols in our YouTube comment section below. You can also find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. If we choose your battle, you win your choice of an ETF battle shirt or a coffee mug. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.